0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this exciting episode of Films (coughs) of Fury. I am your host, Sergeant Fury. As always, this podcast is being broadcast across multiple podcasting platforms. You can find us on Google Play, Anchor.fm, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine-ass podcasts. And as always, flanked to my right is the man, the myth, the legend, Rochester's own Evan McLeod, what is going on, everybody? So uh, you're you kind of probably already noticed that there's this weirdness to this podcast already, and based on the title of this podcast, you are either tuning in because a you can't wait to hear us talk about it, or b you're curious as to how this podcast is get, gonna be run. So With tonight- Batman. With Batman. So tonight's podcast is a companion piece to. What is assuredly going to be the most lucrative film in history. Uh, We are talking about the 22nd installment in the Marvel Studios, Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, Avengers Endgame. Which now as we sit here discussing, not including today's numbers which haven't been racked up yet it had a successful four-day 1.2 mm. billion, billion. One, once again 1.2 billion billion dollar four-day introduction that's not taking into effect monday's numbers or, or anything else that's that's the that's the thursday pre yo premieres all the way to sunday closing so let's that fucking sink in this money this movie is going to make
1: money
0: hand over fist so much bernie sanders is talking about it but fuck that cunt so evan and i have decided that tonight's episode we aren't going to give you the typical spoiler review where we just tell you stuff and and we talk about our favorite parts of the movie there was so much to this film this 22nd installment that you almost have to dissect it uh, hour by hour. It was so much movie that they gave you. And I think the Russo brothers need uh, a definite tip of the hat of this one because the way that they did this is it was one film to pay homage to 21 prior films dating all the way back to Iron Man 1 and the original uh, Phase 1, hidden stuff for Phase 2, and then obviously wrapping up the story that was told in Phase 3 leading up to Avengers Infinity War, which up until this weekend was the most successful of any of the Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Obviously, going into this, there was a lot of expectations on this. And and Evan, we've talked about this. talked about this on our Captain Marvel, uh, Granny Punches the Universe episode with Eric Emanon, which is available in our archives, that this film had a lot sitting on its shoulders. Wouldn't you agree?
2: That is very correct. I felt that it it needed to, I mean, in a nutshell, be what it was.
0: Uh, and I think... Going, and of course, we're going to talk about this over the, the next hour. I mean, we're giving, we're literally giving an hour to a three-hour movie that we have been obsessing about since May of last year, April of last year, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the worst part about it is, is that I don't even think an hour could do it justice. We could literally sit here with a revolving panel of people who would pick up different shit. And, you know, for for us, the way that it's done... Is, you know, we could go on forever dissecting this. I'm sure you're going to see it a second time. I know this week I plan on seeing it a second time. Um, I already I already uh, saw it a second time. So I'm going to see it a second time. You're probably going to see it a third time. I'm probably going to see it a third time. And mind you, there's only one movie that I've seen more than five times in the theater. Yep. And that exactly. was that was Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Correct. If if I can dump more money, because there's so much to this. You know, I, I think going into this film, there was a sense of finality. We all knew that this was the much publicized end to what's being referred to now as the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. And to make matters kind of worse, we knew that this was at least the end of the road for some. And, you know, there is a giant warning on this title and within the context of the the, the text describing this title, uh, describing this episode. You know, this is this is a spoiler companion for those. This is not a spoiler companion. This is a companion to those who have seen it. And maybe just didn't notice stuff that maybe we did, or you're like, holy fuck, you know, I noticed that too. But really, if you have not seen Endgame, don't fucking listen to this. Like nope. we're we're telling you right now, turn this fucking podcast off. We don't want to yep. be the guys that literally ruin the movie for you. I don't want this link shared on other pages on Twitter and on on Facebook. To have people be like, these fucking two cunts decided that they were gonna ruin the movie. No, no. I'm telling you right the fuck now. At the at the six minute and twenty second mark, turn the fucking podcast off. Go see the movie, and then come back and we will talk. So there's your warning. That's it. So here we go. We're diving right in. Spoilers! Uh, you know, it's not even spoilers at this point. I'm not spoiling no. shit. I fucking gave you a... I literally gave you an out. <laughs> like, like, this you is... don't, don't have, you to have to listen, listen right now. now. You don't. This, this is, is your moment. moment. This, is, this is the moment where, as an adult, you make adult decisions like, oh, I could continue listening to these two douchebags, or I could go do something productive like masturbate in the shower. Either way... <laughs> go play video games and watch porn or or, or Mortal on. Mortal Kombat 11 came out last week. That's a viable option versus yep. what you're about to hear. So, from this point forward at the 7 minute and 14 second mark, you've been fucking warned. So, you have been warned. The, let's just talk about it, man. Like this film picks up 21 days after the snap. And for the most part, everything you saw in the trailers leading up to this movie you saw in, like, the first 15, less than 15 minutes of the film. Like, the first Bingo. 13 minutes of the movie is what you saw in the trailers. They didn't give yeah. you shit. Outside, outside of the Hawkeye thing. Outside of the Hawkeye thing. Um, which they even showed a snippet of him and his daughter um, practicing archery in one, of, in one of the trailers. That. You did. You did. You said this movie is going to start with Hawkeye losing his family. And boy, what a way to start this film. Because you
2: you they, now, they tugged right at your heart,
0: right from the get go. Oh, they they punched you right in the fucking they granny punched you right in the dick. Because they like, what they what they did was this pretty much picks up from the theme of Ant Man and the Wasp. Under house no, well yeah. Yeah. He's under He's house under arrest. Arrest. He's, he's doing his time, but he's got such a sprawling ranch. Obviously, it's not like he can just hang out inside the entire time. He's got shit he's got to do. So clearly, his, his tracking device allows him to maneuver around the property a little bit. He's Correct. got three little kids. And then all of a sudden, he's alone. And this is Barton, who, if you go back, and this is a throwback to Avengers Age of Ultron. See, this is the thing that this film did, and you're going to, I believe you're going to agree with me. They went back to all of the movies. They went back to almost every single Marvel movie that they have proved out so far and gave you a piece of that movie. And the piece of this was Hawkeye's immense secrecy of his family like martin did not want his family even known about like up until the scene where the avengers hide out on his farm you kind of thought that that hawkeye was a single dude just pounding pussy across the fucking globe just like or 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 him and him and uh you know black widow yeah we all thought maybe there was some shit there and instead you find out that he's a, a family man with a super hot wife and, you know, a gaggle fuck of kids on a, on a farm, <laughs> you know what I mean? In the middle of nowhere. And, yep. and all of a sudden, that's gone. And you can only imagine a dude who goes through such lengths to keep his family a secret and keep his family safe. How the fuck would that play on your brain? Like... like it just
2: a... I mean, as someone... Who, you know, has a daughter and and two boys?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I have the same family. That's why I rock that Rowan jacket really good. Yeah. That. By the way, if you have not followed Evan McLeod on Instagram, you need to see this fucking coat because he sent me a picture of it, and the first thing I said was, "God damn, you look sexy." You know. Yes. But- <laughs> he, he looks good in this fucking coat, but I digress. You're you're absolutely right. Like, tell me about it. Like that scene. I mean, starts... Think about it. Like you're sitting there,
2: you you're teaching your daughter, your only daughter, how to shoot a bow. I mean, you, you could be doing it with any of your kids, but a father and daughter's love between each other and their bond is always different than a father and son bond. So as someone with a daughter who's the youngest of all three, the bond is always going to be different from a father-son-father-daughter concept, because fathers tend to be closer to their daughters, because the father is always going to want to protect that daughter, and he's always going to want to be there for his daughter, because that's the only man that the daughter should ever truly, really love, and the only man that should never, ever let her down you know and so like yeah like like like, i mean you think about real life like you know and 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 women can say it too like you know if their father wasn't a strong male role model or they didn't have a strong male influence in their life sometimes their lives are different yeah sometimes the moms single moms can pick up the slack and, and become both but there's still that wavery difference of that bond between a single mom and a father and daughter.
0: Yeah. I There's mean, never
2: the same bond.
0: No. And, and the fact that, you know, it was alluded to in Avengers Age of Ultron and also in Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, whether people want to admit it or not, uh, Hawkeye is very much the glue that keeps these gods together. Which, yep. When he inevitably does his turn, it's almost the funny part is is that if it goes back to Avengers 1 when and we're going to jump cuz we're going to talk about the first character that comes into play uh which is Hawkeye when they talk about um Barton when he turns heel if you will uh against his will in Avengers due to the mind stone in Loki's yeah. scepter Romanoff says that it was him that brought her back from this dark place so now Barton ends up in this dark place And it's Romanoff's v- job To bring him out And I mean you know, I, I have a buddy Very good friend of mine loved the dude to death uh, Told me one time That uh, he, The thought of me having A kid absolutely terrified him And I was just kind of like well, Why is that? And he goes Because if anything ever happened to your family You would go full Punisher And I just kind of was like Alright, I see that. Like I do. Barton went way beyond Full Punisher. Like, (laughs) Barton made it his mission that if you're a bad guy and you survived the snap, you're dead. Yep. We're talking Mexican drug cartels, we're talking the Yakuza. It was almost a vendetta for him that because you survived and my family didn't, you were dead. Yep. (laughs) And it was a beautiful story in that like that's that's just the first hour. Mind you, you're getting this beautiful story of this broken man who is the who is literally the the glue of the team. As weird as that sounds, Barton was the glue. Correct. So and then we see the next scene, which we saw all in the trailers. Nothing was hidden. Uh, Tony Stark stuck in space. For three weeks uh, battling an infection from getting stabbed by his own nanotech through the solar plexus by Thanos in the fight on Titan the Battle of yep. Titan there's this really touching scene where he we've seen it in the trailers where he says goodbye to Pepper Potts Yep. and then hey. he, he lays down on the floor and of all people Nebula picks him up and puts him in the captain's chair Cause if he's gonna die, have him die with respect and dignity, not lying on a floor. Uh-huh. And that's when Delilah's favorite superhero shows up. Yep. We called it. Yep. Oh yeah. Um,
2: and then her her showing up uh, and and bringing the the ship back, back to the uh, Avengers, Avengers house, house, where you then. Shift Shift to to the the first scene scene of Captain America, America, shaving off that gorgeous gorgeous beard of his. Yep. But also, if you really pay attention to Cap, looks very skinny, looks kind of sickly, doesn't really look like Cap. You know, There, there... Here's the thing, but then you fast forward it after you know we'll get to that part in a yep. little bit here. Five years later, this balls
0: back up. Like it's almost as if Cap. Okay, so in the in the first hour of this film, it is very much survivor's remorse, yep. survivor's guilt, yep. and you know that's the underlying theme of of this movie. Is the fact, and they, you know, the Russos talked about it in audio commentary and and specials, and all the cast members did. Avengers game or Avengers Infinity War was the first time we lost as mm-hmm. not only the Avengers but as fans. Like this was our first real loss. We never got our asses kicked,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then all of a sudden we lose everything. Everything okay. is gone hmm So Cap is handling it rough. as yes. Could be expected because you have to remember this is the man out of time. He's not. He doesn't belong to this era. Ever since he was on, you know, he was thawed out after he was discovered in First Avengers. It isn't his world. Everything he's known is gone. And when Bucky was gone and Sam was gone, his real yeah. human connections are gone because peggy's dead Yep. yep and you know you're seeing this team try and put the pieces of a plan together and tony stark wants nothing to do with it tony is done at this point tony blames captain america for this he blames the other avengers that didn't sign the sokovia accords in civil war uh on this he is just done with this he has spent 21 days or more in space he had a moon dropped on him and all he wants to do is fucking go away he does not want anything to this is tony's first real defeat as well and then he you know he he lands and he looks at cap and he's like
2: you know um i lost the kid i lost the kid and and like like that's the thing like it hits you because you're just like damn they went back to that scene. I don't feel. I don't feel so good Mr. start. Yeah. You know, but then you get Pepper coming in and hugging him, so you kind of have that like that like that moment there. But you still, you know, he he's uh you know has so much remorse for just losing Peter. And then when they're sitting there and, and, and trying to figure out where Thanos went.
0: And he just loses his shit on him. He, right. he, I get where he's coming from as a character. Because, you know, it's funny. Uh, what was it, last year? When I, oh, pick three fictional characters that are like you. And it's like, you know, you, you play along with the game. And I've always identified with Tony Stark.
1: Because
0: yep. for my personality, you know, being the the wrestler, but also the guy who's done things in his life... Um, outside of wrestling, I always identified with that personality, and more than ever in this one, I identified with it because he had not gotten over the event of the civil war. You know what yep. I mean? Like he never moved on with his anger over what happened, and and more importantly than that, he blamed everyone but himself for what happened. He still thinks in his mind. He saw this in the premonition in Age of Ultron, where the Avengers were all laying broken and dead. Yep. He never conveyed that. He never once told them, I had this weird fucking hallucination, and I'm I'm fucking petrified of it. Because he's Tony Stark, and he's got to be the guy who keeps it together.
2: Yep, yep. So... I, when he loses his... Well, I mean... But part of me is that 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 moment, like when you and your best friend get to your like that big fight and, and, and you're angry at each other, that that's kind of where he's coming from. Like Cap, as much as Sam and Bucky are Cap's best friends, you know, like, like the, you know, you know that, that those are like, like the, the two, two people, people he relates with the, the most. With Tony is also his best friend, and and. and, and whether they will ever admit it or not to each other, you can tell by the way they act towards each other. Tony knows that Cap
0: is his closest friend. And you have to look at it. And and this is something that I thought about while the movie was playing because it plays into hour number two. And it played into Civil War. And it actually was mentioned in Avengers 1. This goes back to the fact that Howard Stark helped create Iron uh, Captain America. The SHIELD. Yeah, he was a founding member of SHIELD. He he it was his shit. They did his his technology along with the Super Soldier serum is what gave the world Captain America.
2: And, and, Tony, and he knows that.
0: And and
2: And Tony, and, Tony he knows Stark that has his mentioned
0: creation and, and he loves his dad
2: so much and misses his dad but he knows he has his dad's creation
0: in front of him and he wants to keep him close and not because... just that but he even talked about it it's like that's the guy that my dad wouldn't shut up about it's like imagine it will you're you know like nine-year-old tony stark and all your dad talks about is this fucking dude from 1941 42 that he helped create in a fucking lab like Mm -hmm. that your your dad's greatest creation is this fucking dude that isn't even around anymore that no one knows where he is and your dad is probably still searching for him and meanwhile you're there like i'm building a motorcycle engine at age eight dad do you love me yet well when can america punched red skull in the pecker you know i get that and for you when they fought in civil war you know tony stark went out of his his way to be like my dad gave you that that's my dad's shield it's like no matter he was trying to dig at Captain like you're only here because of my family yep and it almost came out again in their spat that they had at the beginning of Endgame because once again it comes down to the fucking ego that Tony Stark has well I mean it wasn't even so much of an
2: ego though like he told him how it was he told him I needed you, and you weren't there for me. Like he 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 flat out said it to him. You you want me? You need me now? But I needed you, and you weren't. You turned your back on me. But do you, you betrayed honestly, me? Do and you he honestly rips out believe that, that?
0: Freaking thing out of his chest, off his chest, and hands it to him. Do you okay? Do you honest? Like, do you honestly believe though? Like the theory says that the reason, and it plays out in the movie, that the only reason that the Avengers lost infinity war was because they were all separate
2: see i don't think it's because they were separate i do I, I i think part i think it's because well i believe because they weren't they weren't it wasn't even just that they were separate i think inevitably they lose no matter what because you still it was like at that point it was almost like east coast west coast avengers if you really think about it you know, one is Cap and his Avengers team, then you had Iron Iron Man basically creating his own Avengers team, but you didn't have the two that, as much as Thor is pivotal, the third guy, you didn't have the three main characters working together. You had Iron Man, you had Thor up there in space. The final glue and final piece is Cap. Yeah. No matter what, like...
0: You need all three of them together to defeat
1: him.
0: And I'm glad you brought up Thor because,
1: yeah, okay,
0: you know, okay, before I sound like the biggest dickhead in podcasting fucking history in saying what I'm about to say, I need to apologize to Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Emmanon is going to mark out when he hears this. You realize that, right? his his kids get more fucking podcast play okay delilah i am sorry for what i'm about to say okay just being clear no he's not no i'm not sorry (laughs) (laughs) captain captain marvel in this movie was about as she
2: gets the shit kicked out of her amazing
0: Captain Marvel in this movie was about as useful as Wonder Woman was in Batman v Superman, and the reason I all that hype for nothing. and, And I left the theater, and so many people said the same shit. And the reason I say this is because every, including my girlfriend. Oh my God, Captain Marvel! She's gonna be the one to save the Marvel universe. I'm sitting back, eating my edibles, being like nah Ant-Man's gonna be coming in soon oh shut up you just don't like Captain Marvel's flat ass nah that that has nothing to do with that or these edibles I'm just telling you Ant-Man is gonna be the one that brings the saving and what happened in this movie in the first 15 minutes of this film was she saves Iron Man so that he can come back and tell everyone to go fuck themselves And she goes out into space with the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy that are are remaining. Yep. They find Thanos' garden. They jump him. And Thor has the best fucking one-liner in the history of revenge film.
2: Yep. Ever.
0: Fucking ever. Like, I don't care. Hasta La Vista, you got, baby, can suck my dick compared to what Thor said.
2: You got, you got, he did have a line prior to that, though. I like this one.
0: The same line that's in the, in the trailer. In the trailer. But we're ignoring that, and we're going to the fact that the remaining ones that you see in the spacecraft going to the garden with Captain Marvel. I think
2: one of the, of the funniest, funniest lines, lines of that, that though... though. Is, is rocket, rocket going. going? Who's, Who's never, never gone to space, space before? before? And three war, war machine. It's war machine. Captain America. And Black Widow. Black, Black Widow. Widow. And like, and like everyone, everyone else is, is like, like, they're all, all looking at
0: each, each other like, like uh, yeah, yeah. I've been to. Um, I, I, I literally have been to space like last week. Like I actually fell from the sky three weeks ago. Just don't, reminding. Don't like throw up in my ship. Yeah. And then there's this beautiful scene. Where you find out that Thanos has gotten rid of the Infinity Stones. He used them to destroy themselves so that his work could be complete.
2: Now... Mind you, after he gets
0: the glove
2: cut off his hand from... Thor. Actually, it wasn't just the gauntlet. It was pretty much from the elbow down cut off
0: his... it was it was pretty brutal. It was a revenge, fuck you. Like, literally the first 15 minutes of the film were like, don't bring your kids. Now, uh, then you learn um, that, you know, as fucked up as Thanos is, and have had this conversation before, Thanos has a moral compass. Albeit a very fucked up and skewed moral compass. He won't lie. He wants you to he, understand... See
1: part of me... I
2: don't know. All right, because wha- my argument... And, I, and I'll go back to Infinity Wars. Please do. When when he looks at uh, young uh, Gamora. And, you know, he hands her the knife. And he says, everything needs a balance. And blah, 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 blah. And... He turns her away because he knows they're going to kill them.
1: Uh-huh. But she's
2: like, you're going to kill them and he he doesn't tell her yes, he doesn't say no. Well, I he mean he omits answering the question, but he and... knows what's going to happen and he could tell her the truth. So inevitably, he is lying to her by saying everything needs balance. Yeah. In your fucked up way it needs
0: balance. But but then you but he even said it again in Infinity War. It's like I never taught you lying. That's why you're so bad at it. Yeah. In this exactly. film in the first 15 minutes you find out that not only is Thanos not really a liar, but he's also not very good at keeping his head on his shoulders. Um
1: wah wow, Wah-wah-wah.
0: Wow, wow, wow. And it's at this point in the garden that, within the first fifteen minutes of the film, the Avengers feel the defeat of Infinity War, and the film takes a five-year time jump, as was rumored. I mean, I mean, mean, but you got to remember, in that garden though, it
2: got really dark, even for the Avengers. Even for the Avengers, because you had Thor chops off. Thanos' head. Yep. In a, in a non godlike way. In a way of vengeance. Fuck you. And I'm done listening to your mouth. I'm pissed because you took everything away from us. You took away our friends. And I should have killed you the first time.
0: Now I'm going to make sure I kill you. And, I mean, like, Black Widow is so covered in blood. That's the other Black thing, Black Widow. Like, That's spray. Um,
2: that, well, it's not, even, it's not even just Black Widow. It's Black Widow and um, Nebula. Nebula wipes it from her face. Yep. Like, and she shows remorse towards Thanos that that happening. You know, granted,
0: it's not really her father, but it's her father. It's someone that like, she's tried to impress for years, and even she registered that, dude, he's he's a fucking killer. He's a Like, non- he just.
2: Yeah, an, but even though she still had remorse for that moment, like, everyone sitting there. It, it has, isn't it cap or is it cap or is it cap's face was that of a broken someone person. says yeah someone someone says what did you just what have you done yeah and, and i can't thor... remember if it was cap
0: or if it was black widow i think or it, was, it was rocket i think it was black widow and because even even thor registered it's like if if he really did what he said he did and his daughter is saying he's not lying then why do we keep him around he's just yep. a liability it what are you going to do bring him to the the raft and lock yep. him away like the abomination or like fucking um uh zemo like what are you going to do what the fuck are you going to do with this guy he is beyond fucking a prison he's yep. he's he's the mad titan so they they do attempt uh, they do a 5 year time jump And in this five years, not only are the Avengers still dealing with their fucking remorse, but man, does everything change in five fucking years. Everything changes. It seems like the only one holding on to the Avengers, or the concept thereof, is Black Widow. Yep. She's desperately holding on to Mm -hmm. this concept of keeping the team solidarity not i don't believe not so much because she honestly um wants to do good but it's because it's been the only thing that she's known for all these years and it's she's desperately holding on to it because the alternative is so much worse because of the members of the team that survived Captain Marvel goes back to space once again saying she was fucking useless. Captain Marvel was fucking useless for Mm -hmm. two and a half fucking hours. Mm -hmm. Fucking useless. Way drop the ball on that one. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Rhodey is kind of the one Avenger flying around trying to make sure that everything is good and stable in the world, the new world, if you will, the post snap world. The Guardians are out in space, and by Guardians, I mean, you know, Nebula and Rocket are out mm-hmm. in space doing their thing, trying to save galaxies. Only a fucking raccoon and a cyborg could do. Captain America takes a very strange role in that. We've seen it in the trailers where it looks like he's almost angry at a at – a, um, um, what's the words I'm looking for? A group therapy session? Mm-hmm. Quite the contrary. He takes up the role of Sam that we saw in The Winter Soldier where <laughs> Sam was the guy who was helping out post-traumatic stress-suffering um, vets. Now Captain America, Captain fucking America, is the guy – running group therapy sessions for people who lost family members due to the snap. He becomes his friend, which is fucking beautiful when you look at it. It's it's a powerful thing. And that's also the introduction of the first gay character in Marvel Studios, by the way. Just in case anyone was wondering when they were going to introduce a gay character... They did in that scene.
2: Yes, they did.
0: Yep, and it was po- it was powerful too. Yep. So all of this is going on. Meanwhile, Tony Stark, <laughs> motherfucker. Tony Stark marries Pepper Potts, and they do in fact end up having a kid, and they do in fact name that kid after pepper's eccentric uncle morgan only it's a girl
1: and Mm
0: -hmm. tony lives the life of i would like to say just a billionaire recluse he's in the woods in a cabin in a very non-tony stark way Mm -hmm. hiding from the world because he's hiding from the fact that he fucking failed Mm -hmm. that's beautiful because the only Avenger that seemed to survive the snap that has any real life is the one that told all of them to go fuck themselves.
2: Yep. I mean, the the, the
0: biggest thing
2: is, though, like, I think the thing that really hits you is when they're going back they're going to try and go, they go to Tony. And Morgan comes running out and she's like, I came to save you. And he looks at him and he's like, listen, I'm so happy to see you guys. But if we, there's six table, there's six spots set. If you don't talk shop, you can come in and have lunch. You know, and you're just like, he just wants to be, he just wants to be normal. He wants to live his life. Uh, he doesn't want the world to have to rely on him. And, and I think at that moment, though, like, even when Morgan had what would we all know is going to become pepper's helmet i feel like it was kind of that moment where like
0: oh okay now we're talking about this time machine oh we even skipped something even bigger we haven't we we have not i mean talked about the, the biggest smallest now. oh my god okay, okay. so you, you can't tell me you did not laugh okay so first off ant man's van ends up in a storage unit. Still trying to figure that one out. Well, no, I can figure it out because if they if the van was registered to Scott Lang and there were so many people who disappeared in San Francisco during the snap, they would kind of take all their stuff and put it into a storage unit with a name on it in case so many
2: other cars just abandoned. Well that's what I can understand. Well, I mean you have in the van when he disappeared. Well, okay, so That's what, what, the, they were on the, the, the ran. The, they were the van, weren't they? On a rooftop?
0: No, they were on a pier. The van? They were on a pier. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Why wasn't the so, van still there? So, you, well, no, you would. San Francisco would clean that shit up. They'd be like, "Look, uh, we built this fucking two billion dollar memorial. Fuck y'all. Uh, get this ugly ass van in a storage unit." So. He's in this massive storage unit In the quantum realm Because remember, he was stuck in the quantum realm At the end of Ant-Man vs. the Wasp And of all things A fucking mouse (laughs) A fucking fucking rat (laughs) Across the dashboard A fucking rat crawls across the dashboard and pushes the right buttons to cause Scott to explode out the back of the Quantum Realm van and launch him into a bunch of boxes, which leads him to have the most amazing scene with Kenny Young. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because Kenny Young, that's that's right, you fucky on me, fucking from The Hangover. Is a security this guard. Little, check on these little Chinese Chuck on these Chinese nuts. He's the security guard watching the fucking video. <laughs> and Scott Lang holds up on begging for help. So he grabs some stuff and he's carrying it in a little red wagon. And probably the most children of the corn moment, other than children of the corn, oh. to happen is Scott is seeing that, and this is is an underlying theme when you get to see this film, is that because there's no one to take care of shit, and because half of everything disappears, there's no birds, there's no insects, there's no life, there's no sound. All the fucking shrubbery and everything has overgrown in some of these neighborhoods because there's no one there. And he's walking through San Francisco in the suburbs with this wagon, and this kid is on a bike, just passes him and he yells to him and he's like, What happened? And the kid gives him this look, which is almost like
2: What do you mean what happened?
0: What yeah, like I have like you're assuming like the face on this kid told me a story. And the story was, is that five years ago, this kid had a happy life, and then his parents disappeared, and he's been on his own ever since. And he's seen some things, and he's done some stuff, and he's experienced some shit. And this kid is just lost. Like, his face is gone. gone. And then Scott sees a memorial for The Vanished, and he's looking for Cassie's name, and he comes across his own and then there's the heartwarming scene where it's like for once we've got a glimmer of hope in all of this garbage because he goes to cassie's house he bangs on the door and 15 year old cassie answers the door and it was like for the first time in a year as marvel fans we had hope
1: Uh uh-huh.
0: we we had hope and i'm not talking about that captain marvel 1990s hope we're talking about, like, in this universe that has happened post-Snap, we finally had a glimmer of hope. And then, of course, we get... Treated. Now, here's
2: my question. Okay. Who has Cassie, Cassie been living with?
0: with? I think Cassie's mom. That was Cassie's mom and stepdad. So who's to say that everyone disappears in the Snap? You know what I mean? Like, at no point you do you ever see her mom or stepdad. You don't see mom or stepdad, but I'm going to say they're alive. Wait a second! That's who's in the back. <gasps> That's right. It's Ant. Oh shit! Holy it, shit! It is. It's
2: a, it's a guy. A, a a guy with a mustache, a wife, and then Cassie standing right there. Oh my god! Right that
0: is who that was. It was Ant Man's oh, family. Okay. Son we're, of
2: a bitch!
0: We're ahead of our- ourselves. Because, sorry. Because we're ahead he's of
1: ourselves. He's standing
2: with. He's standing with the Pims and
1: and um.
0: <laughs> And Hope
1: okay, and
2: Cassie is not standing with them,
1: correct?
0: Nope. Yep, you're right. Let's stop right now. Okay. Because we're, we're skipping <laughs> ahead. <laughs> Sorry, just dawned on me. So then we, then we get into essentially the scene that you've seen in the trailer, the first trailer where fucking Scott is like, hey, remember me from Germany, yada, yada. And then he explains that the time within the quantum realm works differently with the time that they experienced in that five years ago he got stuck in the quantum realm. But it was only five hours for him. That is fucking insanity when you get to think about and it. And he doesn't even age. He didn't age whatsoever. So
2: that that is kind of I don't I don't know. That kind of bothers me a bit.
0: Is it because of Janet Van Dyne aging, but he didn't? yes, okay. now I can explain this away in, in mind anyway, in that he didn't go deep into the quantum realm. Like you have to remember, she went subatomic. He only went into the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like the way I can I, I can think of this if you want if you want to follow me, mm-hmm. is someone who's swimming in the ocean on a beach. Right? And yeah. then someone who goes a mile out and free free dives yeah. into a coral reef. Like their body is way different because they're they're purposely swimming like forty or fifty feet underneath the ocean surface versus yeah. someone who's sitting in an inner tube on a beach in a roped in area. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Scott, it seemed was only going in Real quick to grab some stuff, you know, grab yeah, some but, quantum. But he had
2: to go subatomic because of where he was going, though. He in the quantum. Realm.
0: He went. I don't think he went as subatomic, subatomic as as Janet Van Dyne did. I'm gonna assume because I don't want to look too far into it because it'll probably piss me off. Is that like is that a lame way of like getting out of of overanalyzing? That that, that that that's like Thanos telling little
2: Gamora, "Listen, everything needs to be balanced, but I'm gonna murder your family right okay. now."
0: Thanks, you just compared me to a fucking murderer. We'll <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go with that, you fucking <laughs> twat. Okay, so then we get treated to what is undoubtedly the two biggest transformations of any Avenger. Professor Hulk makes his appearance because he acknowledges both Bruce Banner and the Hulk lost to Thanos. So why not I'm sorry. So why not why not combine the two? And you get Bruce Banner's social awkwardness with the Hulk's body through an entire fucking movie and it was fucking beautiful. Who is like the like a rock star among all the kids? Yeah, he's a rock yeah. star because he's he's technically Hulk, but he's yep. Bruce Banner. And Mister Hulk, can, Hulk we can we get, get your autograph? autograph? But best best,
2: best, best line. Line. yeah. You want? To, oh, can we get your picture? Yeah. And he's just like, just like taking cool little like I'm real cool dude selfies. <laughs> selfies with it. Hands, 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 hands it to the telephone telephone to Ant-Man. phone to Ant Man. He's like, here, can you take our, take our picture? picture. He's like. He's like Say, say say green green, or whatever whatever it was green. green, And he's like, all right, you know, Hey, do you want my picture? I'm an ant man, but (laughs) take the goddamn (laughs) one. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Right. They don't want my picture. No, 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 no. They want
0: your picture. He's like, no, take the goddamn phone. (laughs) The, The kid is literally saying, no, take the goddamn phone. (laughs) And then the other major transformation, once you realize that Uh the real hero that came to save the day was not Captain Marvel, but it was Ant-Man. New Asgard, which is the small town underneath the cliff that you saw in Thor Ragnarok, where Odin disappeared and went to be with the the All-Fathers, is home to the remaining asgardians who survived the assault by Thanos in Infinity War including my favorite fucking asgardian that isn't Thor Valkyrie Valkyrie survived thank you fucking god cuz Tessa Thompson is fucking awesome and she tells Bruce Banner and Rocket where Thor can be found you won't see and he only comes down once a month he, for supplies. He comes down once a month for supplies, and those supplies are beer, yeah. like me. And, and then, and, and and Hulk's just like, "Ooh, it is that bad." Yeah. And then you are introduced to what I can. Oh, Jesus. The enablers. Okay, so Korg survived.
1: <laughs> Korg.
0: And Kirk apparently is a Fortnite fan. (laughs) And then you get what is referred to on the internet as Drunk Thor. And Drunk Thor is exactly what... It's the big Lebowski. It's the dude! It's the dude! He's in a bathrobe with this giant gut and a wife beater, and he is just drunk, with long hair and a scraggly beard and a big ass beard gut, just fucking hanging out. Oh, so good. good!
2: First, First thing, thing I said, I'm like, like, "Oh my god, I'm
0: watching watch the Big Lebowski." And <laughs> when and he's using Stormbreaker as a bottle top opener. <laughs> The most listen. Powerful, the most powerful, the most powerful god-killing weapon in the universe is a bottle top opener. L- l- listen though, Korg going.
2: Thor, Thor. the, 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 the kid came back. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, he said, and he called me. Uh, what was it? You called me a dickhead again.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think that's like He called me a dickhead again. So th- there's there's clearly a lot of humor. But there's clearly a lot of tragedy to Thor because Thor has lost everything. He feels he's
2: unworthy at that point. That's why, because he chopped off Thanos' head. They don't have to, they don't have, uh, I mean, if you read Thor's comic, most people don't
0: realize Thor comes unworthy unworthy of of the
2: hammer. hammer.
0: Yeah. And that is a constant overlying, or underlying theme, I should say of Thor is that he's constantly doubting himself for being a fucking 1,500 year old god. He kind of doubts himself a fuck ton. It takes um, booze to get Thor to come with Rocket and Hulk. There's beer on the ship. There's beer on the ship. To, yeah, there's beer on the ship. In order, that's how I would get in any ship. It's like, yo, know, we got beer in here. It's like, do you have ale or porter? order all right let's probe so um <laughs> but, but, but then
2: then you you get them to come you get them back but you you skipped over poor robert uh, uh poor lang you know after after everything is wanting to sit and eat a taco his first taco in five years oh my god is sitting and there war machine ruins his taco <laughs> No, no, it wasn't War Machine. It's Rocket when the ship comes in, and the ship blows the taco out, and here comes Nebula walking at him, and she's like, Rody be careful, there's an idiot sitting here.
0: And then Rody <laughs> makes and him drop the War Machine taco.
2: drops in, and he's like, what's up, little person? And here, here comes, comes Professor, Professor Hulk with, like, with a handful, handful of, tacos of tacos, and he looks and he down, down at him, at him. It it just hands him hands two tacos, and then Continues to the, to the ship.
1: ship.
2: Walks <laughs> away.
0: He's like, fuck off. Like tacos. Now you do too. Like it's almost like the most arrogant jock douchebag thing. Like, have my tacos. You're right. They're mine. Yep. Wow. He just looks at him and he's just like, uh, here you go, buddy. Yeah, like on you poor little thing. Now <laughs> in face <laughs> is just priceless. Like, like, he's getting, getting ready, ready to, to eat that, that freaking taco and he's just, just, he's like, just like, like all of a sudden looks, looks
2: up, up and, then and then he has, has the shell. shell. No, no filling, like, And just looked out like, like broken hearted. Like, like, no. What's why? even
0: better is, is that his face after he realizes the Hulk just gave him tacos. Like, well, that's even got, like, better. Like, Hulk gave me tacos. Now, there is. Now, this is leading into hour two. There is uh, this cool moment where Stark has the opportunity to change history. Uh, he sits there with Friday and goes over the mathematics and the the plausibility of time travel (laughs) and in only Tony Stark fashion, yep, he figures out how to do it. And then Morgan's like, shit yeah like don't say shit. i've got some important shit to do like it's a it's a, okay dude, that's
2: think, mommy coined that word that's mommy's word you can't say that i think
0: that honestly what are you doing i've got some
2: important shit i'm working on i've here. got some important shit i've worked i think <laughs> i've
0: actually said that to logan like I think, I, I think i've been doing homework it's like what are you doing i've got some shit i'm doing dude go go fucking play like go do well, shit
2: well like, that's the funny thing is like madison like I recognize, like, I can really, um, because of, like, Hawkeye and and Iron Man and and Tony having girls, I can resonate with that moment. Because, like, Madison has said words that she's not supposed to say, (laughs) and and coming out of a little girl's mouth as their father, and again, that that relationship relationship being different, different, you try try so so hard hard not not to laugh. laugh. It, it was and and they, they always get you, get you with, with the freezy pops. pops.
0: Yep. It, it, it's that that's extortion. No, exactly. Not only extortion, but it worked.
2: Yeah. And then but the, here's my issue. Ready? Uh-huh. Comes Come back downstairs, downstairs. There's Pepper sitting right in the room. living
1: room. Where was she the whole time?
0: Oh you're well. Going the, up. Remember there, there was there was a time lapse. There's always time lapse. But yes. you're brushing over probably one of the most heartwarming moments of the film. Oh, yes. In which Tony tells uh, his daughter, I love you. And she goes, I love you you 3,000. That's so fast forwarding to later in the movie, though. That's That's what gets gets
2: me me. when when everything everything happens happens later on. Because Madison Madison has started started using, like, like, when I'm like, like, I love you, baby. And she's she's like, like, I love you you." the most to daddy. That's been, like, her thing lately. Because I'll be like. I love you more. And she'll go, love you, love you the mostest. Yeah. And like, I've like, been saying, I love, I love you more, you know, recently, recently she'd just be like, I, be I love, love you. And, and like, like recently she's been just like, love I love you daddy. I'm like, 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 I love you too, sweetheart. And she'll be like, I love you the mostest. If. Yeah. So like that, like that's like that whole, that, that moment of, I love you 3000. And then Tony walks downstairs. And tells Pepper, like Pepper, you know, she just told me she loves me 3000. You got a grade about like three to seven hundred.
0: Yeah. Like, like, you, you, you you got. And the thing I loved about Pepper was she, Tony said, I figured it out. You know, time travel. I figured it out. I know how to do it. We could do it. And Pepper being Pepper, Pepper is like, this is going to bug you. You need to do this. Yeah.
2: You got to go do it. Like, you.
0: This is who you are. And it's like, you know, she's the only surviving Marvel girlfriend. Now, at this point, wife slash mother of your child. And the thing that really gets me about Pepper is she was the driving force for him to stop for him to stop being Iron Man. But more importantly than that, it's like, you know, you go back to Iron Man one. And the gift. Fuck <laughs> you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck your stupid face. Fuck you. I know I'm laughing. I you you can know I'm
2: laughing right now, aren't you?
0: Yes, I do. You can go fuck yourself. All of It's your, the best scene of the movie. All of your face, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> Pow. You know I was it's...
2: just watching it on TV. You know. And, <laughs> and it just
0: sitting there. This isn't the most (laughs) grammating position you've ever seen me in. Let's be honest, this isn't the worst position you've (laughs) caught me in. (laughs) Are those bullet holes? (laughs) This is a woman who who literally Okay, if you go back to the introduction of the relationship of Tony Stark and Pepper Potts, when you're introduced to Pepper, it's after Tony Stark fucks the ever-loving dog shit at Chrissy Eberhardt from fucking Vanity Fair. So he fucks the dog shit out of her and has her in quite a spread on Tony. And she wrote a piece on him, too. Um, Iron Man 2 joke kids. Go back and watch it. It was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> then she, there, she gives him the birthday present. Okay. Or the present, I should say. And then there's the dancing scene where she wants olives. She likes lots of olives, like. Five or six olives in her martini. And then, like, there's the cat and mouse game leading all the way into Iron Man 2, you know, and through it. But really, the moral compass of Tony Stark is is fucking Pepper Potts. Like, that's this girl. And for her to be like, go. Go do this shit. Get it fucking done. And save everyone and come home. That's really his push. And then he, of course, brings Captain America. Um, oh, just... oh, oh, but wait, wait. You get a very
2: comedic portion of them. They they go to Hulk, and he's the one that is the, the driving force to do the time travel. Oh, my God. And, and they, they the response,
0: I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> like, like the, the one of my favorite things about this is is that separately they're all pretty fucking great
1: Yeah.
0: collectively like, they're fucking amazing because if you look at it like okay for example Tony stark brilliant on his own uh, er bruce banner brilliant on his own yep. combined the two figured out how to go through the quantum realm with the help of pym tech and yep. Yep. And fucking do their shit. You know what I mean? Uh, Captain America, by himself, but amazing. But, but, the but the thing, thing is, is, Tony could have done, done it on, on his own.
2: own. Tony did it on his own. And Bruce had hiccups. Which proceeded to have... Some awesome... Lang, which, <laughs> and,
0: can, can we just talk about how great Paul Rudd was in this movie? Can We, we have to talk about how great oh, Paul Rudd how was.
2: The, how they broke the fourth wall.
0: Um, uh, numerous times.
2: Well, I mean, flat uh, out talking about, about time travel, and, and, and uh, they, they quote every other time tra- time prop.
0: B- Terminator, Back Terminator, to the Future. Back
2: but, to the Future, and then Paul Rudd, Hot Tub Time Machine.
0: Hot Tub Time Machine, yep.
2: <laughs> which, <laughs> but, which if, if you know Paul
0: Rudd, Rudd, and you know you what know movies, movies he's, he's been, been in,
1: in is he... He's got a cameo
0: in that. But, you know, the other thing is, is that you look, you go back. And also, the conversation with Tony Stark was like, is your only knowledge of time travel back to the future? No, no, no. Clearly, yes. Clearly, yes. Yes. Okay. So, they devise what is referred to as the time heist, which, by the way, goes back to the theme of all Ant-Man movies because... Each Marvel movie has a theme. And yep. Ant-Man's are the oceans of the superhero movies. The so oceans 11, 12, 13, oceans whatever, 8. They're the heist movies, okay? They're the Fast and the Furious 1 heist movies, whatever you want to fucking call it. Yep. So the concept is if we can go back in time and steal the Infinity Stones before Thanos gets to them, then guess what? We don't have to worry about Thanos. We can get the stones, bring them back here, put them onto the, onto a gauntlet, use the stones to bring everyone back. Have our own snap and uh, have our, our own back. snap. Everything on paper good. sounds great. Thanos is dead. Right, right, right. Yep, yep, right, well, right, right. Snap, what they de- we're good. What they devise is a pretty, in my opinion, pretty solid fucking plan. Because, but, but the
2: reaction, the reaction from Tony, you know, Tony coming there. And, and saying, I figured it out. And, and, and Cap's sitting there outside. And when Tony drives up, he turned into a baby, didn't he? Amongst other amongst things. Amongst
1: other
0: things.
2: <laughs> so, and, what? and, and, and explaining what, what could be correct, how to correct it. And then the moment of truth is, ah. And this is where you know Tony and Cap. Like, Tony Cap, Cap as his best, best friend. friend. Yeah. And this is why I said what I said, what I said because, because the moment is, he's like, like, hold on, I gotta, I gotta get, to give you something. something. And, he and he opens up, like, a typical, a typical father, father car, father. and has toys in his trunk. Like, you know, at this point, Tony is a dad, and, yep. and pulls, like, crap out of his trunk, and then pulls out this sheet, and it's the shield. And he's like, it, and "He's like Tony, I don't think I can, eat. well, you need to take it, because, uh, you know, I don't need Morgan to use it as a sled. Yeah. Because she can it in the
0: garage. And it's,
2: and it's like, like you, you get a, get a laugh, laugh, a good, good chuckle out, out of it, but you show, it shows, it shows the, bond the bond between the two. He also, said,
0: he, he also said, dad made it for you. Yeah, dad, dad made, made it for you. He made it, it for you. you. Yeah. So, and, and I don't need Morgan using it as a sled. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> his way of saying, this was a gift from my dad, who is the greatest man that I know, who made it for the greatest man that he knew? Therefore, this needs to go back to its rifle owner, and it goes back in Infinity War, where it's like, "Engage all defenses and get this man a shield." It's yeah, like, it,
1: it,
2: and the biggest, the biggest thing though, out of that 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 moment though, is him looking at him and going, "That it's kind of like how I envisioned the the thing that I really wanted." Um, where they're walking up of the house of the White step, or the White House steps together, where where he gets blown away, and that moment that feel gets you right in the feels, which could lead you into Phase Four, but not that digress here. That's not the
0: ending we got. No, we but, like, did not the get the Civil War, moment, War ending.
2: Like was the moment of of, of Tony looking at at cat going, "You you were right this whole time,"
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then in typical Tony's fashion, like, "I'm never gonna tell you that again." So, so just, just, just absorb, absorb what I game. gave you because I'm never I'm gonna, gonna tell, tell you to write right. ever again. And fuck off. I want you to know that, right now. Yeah. So, you know, let's go up let, let, let's go do this thing
0: and, you know, and be done. And then Cap just giving that smirk like that. And I'm, and I, I speaking get. of that thing is the time height. Yes. Which is without a doubt one of the best forty five minutes you're ever gonna get. Uh, yes any marvel film, and the reason why I say this is they sit down and they figure out where all of the infinity stones were within a close proximity of each other Correct. at at a certain at certain points in time. now we know, thanks to Avenger's Age of Ultron and Doctor Strange, that in two thousand twelve yes okay in two thousand and twelve. In the Battle of New York, there was an infinity stone being used to bring an army down, the, sh- the Chitari army, from space. There was the mind stone within the, ste- the scepter of Loki. And just a few fucking miles away from that was the time stone being held by one brrr, sorceress supreme, the ancient one. Correct. Guess what? In 2012, Dr. Strange wasn't around. Aww. Down the street. He was down the street performing neurosurgery. Emergency neurosurgery. Okay. So then they're like, well, in 2014, we had the Soul Stone was still on Vormir. Yep. And Peter Quill would have been stealing what is the the Power Stone. Okay. And then they're like, well, there's one more, and it just happens to be at this exact time. Let's go get it. All right. Well, you, well, also,
2: you also forgot, forgot the 2012, 2012 there was, there was something, else something else they went to go get 2012. in 2012.
0: Ow. That, that they, they lose.
2: <sighs> the Tesseract.
0: Well, we... That was what I was saying. The port the Tesseract was running the portal that brought the Chitari army. I thought it was clear, but I guess yeah. I'm rephrase that Star. because yeah. Evan likes to be the one to correct me. That's the Star. Tesseract. Star. There we go. So three stones, two stones, one stone. Yes. I-, I kind of feel like that stone is just kinda of like thrown out there like, eh, eh. It's here. Fuck yep. off. Yeah. Like, eh, yeah. Because that last stone. Just happens to be the ether, which is in Natalie Portman. God, that sounds dirty. Say that out loud. In Thor the Dark World. Yes. Because we all kind of forgot about Thor the Dark World until it came to the reality gem, the reality stone. And then we're like, oh, yeah, that was buried deep within Natalie Portman. So was but Anakin listen, Skywalker. Look, the, the best part was Rocket's, Rocket's words listen, you need to go
2: in there, you need to woo her, and then we're going to stick this up inside her and get that gem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, we're going to talk this stone first, and then we're going to work backwards because Evan couldn't have said it better because this was a scene where we finally got to see Natalie Portman's contract get fulfilled because whether she was there or not, Nat appeared in another Avengers movie.
1: Yay.
0: Yay. Yay waving the flag and rocket shoved something deep inside of her <laughs> and took the jump but okay so the big thorbowski um <laughs> oh and, and not to mention
2: the 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 bet the, the, the tony coming back in before they even do all this time jumping them having tony Starr call thor come on lebowski
0: so the big thorbowski is now in his what was it 2013 yeah 2013 right before cerda was going to die that the dark Elves malekith was controlling and cerda being a witch realized mm-hmm. that thor that was standing in front of her was not her Thor. He was a time traveler. This really sweet scene between mother and son while Rocket is shoving something deep inside Natalie Portman. Uh, <laughs> Thor questions himself and questions it and tells her, I've, I've lost people. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. And she, as a mother, only can, because remember, Odin has given many lectures to thor yep but there's something about a mom yep there's something about mom giving you reassurance and renee russo but
2: i will say it's the mother son scenario yeah
0: like renee russo just even though she was only in it for a few minutes she gives such this performance where you're like man fuck i wish she was my mom because she was just like you know what it's shitty right now, but you do realize everything's gonna pan out, right? Yep. 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 And, and then, and then, and then C.C. The tells tell me eat a salad. Yeah, like you, <laughs> y- you got fat. Like you're fat, son. Like, and then Thor, of course, because he realizes where, what time he's in, he holds out his hand, and he waits, and he waits, and then boom, Mjolnir is right in his hand, and he goes, "I'm still worthy." And then they, yep. they have the, ether, so they leave. Yep. Then, of course, we have the Battle of New York, which turns into a series of hilarious bloopers and fucking monumental (laughs) fuck-ups. Like, if it could get fucked up any worse, like if there is a moment within this time heist that gets more fucked up, (laughs) I can't fucking name it.
2: Oh, listen, listen, my favorite, my favorite, my two favorite scenes... You know, I never really thought, never really noticed, but that doesn't—that suit cap doesn't really do much for you. As far it, as I'm considered, that's America's ass cap. That's America's cap, and he cap. salutes cap. it. Cap. Yep, and he salutes. He salutes it.
0: Captain America's ass. <laughs> <app. laughs> Ant Man literally that. salutes Captain America's ass in his <laughs> Avengers One outfit. Yep, and then
2: proceeds. It proceeds to, whoa, 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 big guy, 300-pound weight limit. You got to take the stairs. Whoa, whoa. Don't do that. Don't do it. No, no, no.
0: Take the stairs. Thor. Hulk doesn't like stairs. got to take the stairs. Hulk hates this. Okay. So then we've got, we've got this scene that, that is started to build up. Speaking of Hulk, where he goes to get the time stone. And instead of it being Dr. Strange, it is the ancient one who essentially says, you're five years too soon. Yep. So, insinuating that she knows her future, she's yep. seen it, and she knows that Stephen Strange is going to eventually become the Sorcerer Supreme.
2: So she, a, she even says that he's got the greatest
0: of us all. Yeah. So, she was fucking with him the entire time, training him, because yep. she knew he was going to become the best. And yep. what's even better is is that after a discussion with you know the the astro projection of Bruce Banner, because she literally knocks the fucking soul out of the Incredible bulk, Yep. She realizes that every, everything that is about to happen, needs, Str- to happen. needs to happen because Doctor Strange saw it. Sixteen million. You know, fourteen million and five times before. So she knows that if the greatest of all of them, the greatest sorcerer supreme, is the one that said this needs to happen, then who is she to stop him?
2: Yep. Why and did he, when, when he says, well, "Well, if he's the greatest, why did he give Thanos the 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 stone?" Yep. And she's like, "Wait a second, if he gave him the stone willingly, yep, yeah, why did he do that?" I don't know, but there's a reason, and that's why you're here. And
0: And that's after explaining this concept of time branches, where if you alter something in in the timeline that they're currently in, it will affect everyone's timelines. It's the multiverse theory. The Incredible Hulk promises her if you give me the stone, I will come back and I will give it to you at this exact moment so that it's not like anything happened. Which she agrees to and that sets up future shit. So, speaking of future shit, Captain America gets his hands on the scepter. But how he gets his hands on the scepter is a throwback to Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where he is a In the uh, elevator with Mm -hmm. what is eventually going to be Crossbones, a shit ton of agents of Shield who are all Hydra operatives, and when he says, "I'm here to get the scepter," and they're like, "Well, no cap," and all he does is whisper two words: Hell Hydra," and he walks out of a fucking elevator with the goddamn scepter like a boss. Yep, they're like, like, "What?" Yeah, like, "Oh, he is." on this too oh great and so he walks away with fucking scepter with the mind stone meanwhile tony stark may have fucked up (laughs) no 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 may have fucked up a lot listen hulk ran into him all right literally hulk opened up a door and smashed fucking tony stark in the face With the suitcase that held the Tesseract, and Loki disappears, and Tony Stark freaks the fuck out and runs away. Well, during this time frame, it is broadcast that Loki has escaped, and Captain America circa 2012 runs into Captain America circa 2019, and there is a Captain versus Captain fight.
2: Best line, next best line,
0: I could do this all day. I I, I, know. I know you can. I know, I know you can. So the two of them <laughs> Duke it out and Captain America uses Captain America's past knowledge for future knowledge, whatever 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 you want to fucking call it, to pull the whole Bucky is alive gimmick. Yep. We get one of the greatest fucking lines in Marvel Studios history. Mm-hmm. That is America's ass. Yeah. That is America's ass. Because Captain America finally swears. hmm Ass is a swear word. Captain finally breaks it. And in my mind, I'm having this vision of Avengers Age of Ultron where Captain America's on a motorcycle just screaming language. At language, everyone. yep. Language. So then Tony and Cap and Ant Man are trying to figure out what the fuck did they do now? Well, guess what? Cap has a plan or Tony has a plan. Bring Cap with to nineteen sixty New Jersey to the birth birthplace of Captain America and the secret base of what will eventually become SHIELD.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we are privy to one scene that broke my fucking heart. And another scene which was like I think we did talk about this in Captain Marvel, Granny Punches, the Marvel Universe, where you have father and son face-to-face, and you have Peggy Carter and Captain America face-to-face. Yep, but she doesn't see him. But she doesn't see him.
2: I- I'm going to say she really did see him and just never said anything.
0: cried my eyes out like a fucking baby at that scene in the movies because in my mind, I'm like, the only fucking thing I want her to do is just look up. Because ever since First Avenger, the one thing that has bugged me is the fact that Cap didn't get his dance.
1: Yeah.
0: He never got his dance, and, you know, he was waiting for the right partner. And, I mean, Sharon Sharon isn't... Sharon was a kiss in one movie, but fucking Peggy was the one. And from that perspective, it was like, you know, fuck, just give Cap a victory. Just give him this yep. one. You know what I mean? Like, give him this fucking win. And instead, much like the story of Captain America, he was trapped under ice. He's trapped behind glass. He can't, can't communicate. Yep. Meanwhile, on the other side of this, Tony finds a tesseract and a shit ton of Pym particles. And guess what? He runs into dear old dad. Who has sauerkraut and flowers. Sauerkraut. For his pregnant f- wife. For his pregnant wife. And you see Tony doing the math in his head. Like, 1970. Oh, shit. Pre- Motherfucker. That's me in my mom's vagina. <laughs> you know? Yep. And there's this touching scene where Tony Stark is talking to his dad, giving him parenting advice. On how to be his dad. Yep. And, you know, it goes back to Iron Man 2 when Tony's dad was on that old, you know, film reel telling Mm -hmm. him that his greatest creation always will be And I don't think that Tony honestly ever believed that he was his dad's greatest thought or even a fucking thought in, in general. And yep. then you see Howard Stark nervously getting his wife sauerkraut and flowers because, you know, he's been working long hours. And it's like you see the side of Tony Stark, of Howard Stark, that Captain yep. America never got to see. Because Captain only knew him as a single guy.
1: Yep.
0: So you have these two scenes and then they jump forward in time. And there's only two stones left at this point. Because four stones are accounted for. There is the um power stone which peter quill is dancing his way to in guardians of the galaxy well congratulations he gets knocked the fuck out by war machine while listening to come and get your love yep and nebula and war machine get the stone but not before nebula unfortunately has a tweak in her system which causes everything that she is seeing to be broadcast to Thanos himself. So, 2014 Thanos, who is on the roll to get the Infinity Stones, now sees that the Avengers are going back in time to get the stones. And he sees it through the eyes of 2014 Nebula, because guess what? There are now two Nebulas in 2014 our Nebula and their Nebula. And their Nebula is still kind of a psychopath. Uh, yeah, which just was just a little. Which was a cool way of doing that,
2: correct? But you still see the, you still see Arg, Ar-Gamor- Well, later. This is kind of what we were talking about earlier, which then leads us to Hawkeye, Scarlet. Well, I'm uh, sure.
0: the the last stone, which is obviously the stole stone. Which led us to one of the most heartbreaking scenes in Infinity War because you found out that Thanos, the only person Thanos cared about was Gamora and in order to get the Soul Stone, you have to trade a soul for a soul. Yep. So he kills Gamora. Well, the pair that happens to end up having to go to Vormir to get the Soul Stone is Black Widow and Hawkeye. Who is now Ronan because he lost his fucking mind? And they sit there, and after Red Skull gives them the spiel, yep, they debate, what do we do? And 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 Hawkeye
2: w- wants to sacrifice himself because he realizes the type of person he's become,
0: and he doesn't want his family to see him like that. Correct.
2: Well, there's
0: a fight. Obviously, it's not really a fight. It's more of a like a as weird as it sounds. It's it almost reminds me of like there's one last Hawaiian punch in the fridge, and it's two siblings fighting each other to get to the fridge. You know what I mean? Like it's yep it hey there's one more sunny d 10 ounce bottle in the fridge and it's like i'm throwing out a- at you well i just whipped mom's flower vase at you well fuck you here's dad's glock well fuck you here's dad's shotgun you know yep. it's like as only assassins can do and then in probably the most shocking moment of the film one of the most shocking moments of the film i didn't fucking see it coming a uh, mm-hmm. black widow yep makes the sacrifice to do yep. to,
2: to... well see I, I see i they're too close well first i thought you were going to the a uh, kiss between them
0: no fuck no i think barton loves his wife and i think
2: oh he does he does but he does love her
1: i like, think like you love... said
2: like a brother and sister relationship but i yeah. felt like because in the comics they have a thing mm. so but, but I, think... I thought you mm. might get something like kind of like that last moment of all right this this is our goodbye you know you need to know i love you yeah i think i'm always gonna love you and but at the same he does love his wife he loves his kids he loves his family i think that's the she she is the only one that knows about his wife and his kids and his family and she wasn't gonna allow him not to back to that
0: and i also think that you you look at that and to me if he would have done something romantic with her, it would have tainted everything that he was working for. Correct. But he gets the Soul Stone. Correct. And at this point in time, all of them jump back in the time, including a recently, not, I should say, including 2014 Nebula, who has Correct. captured our Nebula. And she's currently being beaten and tortured. On the Dark Aster. Correct. By Thanos. Correct. So, they take the Soul Stones, they arrange them on what is pretty much an Iron Man arm gauntlet. And the Incredible Hulk does the task of snapping his fingers and hoping that it works. And then we are given what is without a doubt one of the most epic fucking fights in film history this fuck my my only issue please please give me your issue
1: my
2: only issue ready is this you get the moment of hulk and thor and hawkeye and cap mourning over black widow yep In that moment, this is where things bother me. And this is continuity-wise that bothers me. And we talked about this at my job today. And it makes sense. He looks at him. And Thor's like, it's just something. We'll go back in time and we'll get get her back from that moment and bring her back. And Hawkeye looks at him, and goes, we can't do that. She can never come back. She She is part part of the the Soul Stone. Stone. She can can never never come come back. back. And he's like, like, what what does it matter? It's It's just just some some, uh, uh, space space, uh, magic magic stuff. She can come back. We'll just go back. And he's like, you go tell the big floating redhead that. And listen to what he tells you. Ready? That plays into Gamora being back. Gamora coming over. With past Thanos, which leads into this big fight scene where Nebula kills her past self.
0: And becomes friends with Gamora of past. Past. Now, okay, you're, oh my but god. here's my issue.
2: I know I'm jumping ahead. That Gamora, after the snap, does not disappear at the end of the movie. And they are looking for her. how is she if that is the rule how can she exist in their reality you know and that brings me to the ending which i'll explain when we oh, get to that okay
0: part. so the, the dark the Asta, fight scene the dark aster shows up with the help of nebula mm-hmm. and as can be expected Shit goes downhill real fast. They blow the fucking shit out of the Avengers headquarters. And when it comes down to it, Thanos realizes that you can't get rid of half of humanity. Because half of humanity will still remember what was. And there, by default, some of them will want to go back to the time before. And he'll always have guys like the Avengers trying to stop his shit. So now he realizes, I have to kill all of you. I have to literally murder every living thing on this fucking... In this multi... In this universe. In order to get what I want. However, there are three people who will not allow this fucking shit to happen. Cap... Iron Man, and Thor, who not only has Stormbreaker, but also has Mjolnir. Because guess what? Thor may have been a dick and stolen Mjolnir from the past to be back to the future. Was it the coolest thing for drunk Thor Lebowski to do?
2: Probably. Yeah!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor Lebowski needed to steal shit. <laughs> like, like, I kind of sat there and I was like, that's that's really a dick thing to do. And then I'm like, no, no. Because even he realized Molnir would have fucked shit up. Yep. So it was really cool. And we were handed one of the coolest fight scenes ever. And yes. I mean, I'm talking a fight scene that made anything in the Lord of the Rings movies and the Matrix movies look like dog shit. Just saying. Listen, my favorite
2: part of the whole fight scene. My favorite fight scene, and you know my theory is I don't really care for Civil War. Yeah. My favorite fight scene in all of Marvel's movies is the moment of Cap and Bucky beating the crap out of Iron Man. Yeah. It's one of the coolest scenes ever, fight scenes ever, in all the Marvel movies. Yep. The moment that, you know, Thanos and, 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 Iron Man and Thor and Cap are just going toe to toe, and Thanos just is beating the loving dog shit out of them. And he Thor goes in, and, and he he takes the, takes the hand not the hammer but the uh, Stormbreaker uh, Stormbreaker Adam, and, and he's almost to the chest. And they and all of a sudden you see the hammer start raising, and you're like, wait a second, is he calling for the hammer because his arms are out? So you're thinking he's calling for the hammer. And then all of a sudden it hits him in the back and it goes back, boom! Cap's hands. And just
0: Thor's reaction I knew it! I knew he was worthy. Because that goes back to Age of Ultron, where the only person I think. And this, me and my girl were talking about this. And you can. Well, vision picks it up. Vision picked it up. Vision doesn't count. We're talking about humans, not fucking. The only one that was close to picking it up was... Cap. Cap. Do and he got you... nervous
2: because he's like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Here's a question.
0: Do you think just because Cap wasn't worthy at that time and through Civil War and shit he became worthy? Or do you think Cap was worthy the entire time and was just fucking with Thor? I think he's fucking with Thor. I think Cap could have picked that motherfucker up with one hand and been like, I'm worthy.
2: But he didn't, didn't want to uh, kill, kill Thor's, Thor's thunder.
0: thunder, yeah, so, so to speak. But but, but
2: but but I will say the coolest portion of, of I, 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 my, my favorite, favorite one of my favorite parts of that fight until, until we get, get to the massive, massive fight scene, scene is that, that moment, moment of, of him, him just using, using the hammer, the, hammer, the shield, shield, doom, 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 doom and then freaking drops the lightning bolt to him.
0: It was. Like this is one of the reasons I need to go back and see it is because that I was overjoyed with emotion and I was squealing like a little kid like I am like this is so cool, but it was short lived. It was cool, yeah. But then, 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 then you, you get, get Thanos, Thanos just, just fucking up, destroys, destroys the, the shield. Like he he takes his double ended blade and just is chopping the shit out of that vibranium shield, trying to get Cap. And then there's this moment where it's Cap on one side of the screen, and you pan over and, like, you look at the other side, and it's literally the Chitauri army plus the dog creatures from Infinity War and plus, the and plus the- Thanos' children. All of them are, like, rushing at Thor. I know. Well, let's, not forget, let's not forget the, the dog, dog things, things were in.
2: Inside too, going after Clint, who yep. has the gauntlet, As, and exactly, and then you got Ant-Man, who's inside trying to save War Machine and Rocket and Thor and
0: Hulk. And Hulk thank you. And the the most beautiful scene in the movie, one of the most beautiful scenes. This is movie.
2: where my heart just started. Is that this and is it. the moment where it got to me? This is where it hit me Cap- because at that moment yeah. you're like, "Damn, this movie's almost over."
0: Cap, but it's just could have. You hear, you hear Sam's out. voice. Like, Cap was done. And then going back to First Avengers, Cap just straps the shield on tight, stands up, loosens himself up, and is, in my my mind, the only thing going through my head was, I can do this all day. Yep. I can do this all All day." day. And as he's walking forward, like, if this is how I end, this is it. Like, fine. I'll fight this entire army by myself. You just hear, Cap, Cap, on your left, which is a send-up to what Cap used to say to Sam, or did say to Sam in, you know, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And you look over and you see all of Doctor Strange's portals opening up. And the first portal opens up, and it is the black T'Challa. T'Challa. And everybody cheers. And Wakanda! Wakanda forever, motherfuckers. I just think of Bobby Ocean, like just walking up there, like Wakanda forever, motherfucker, and walking away. And then all of a sudden, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy, Dr. Strange, and Wong, and then the, you know, Howard in, the Duck. Howard the Duck shows up and fucking, um, uh, Umbaku, and all of the fucking, uh, tribes of Wakanda, and then the biggest pop of them all was, you can have the fucking Guardians show up, you can have fucking Doctor Strange show up, but the moment Pete swung in, and just stood there, it was like movie theater came all at once, they were like, just everywhere, like, screaming, like, happily. And then you just hear the one line that we've been waiting movies to hear, where Cap is just like, "Avengers." Assemble. Oh, and v- Valkyrie, Valkyrie's showing up on her fucking Pegasus and shit. Like you had Asgardians, you had Korg showing up and shit. Like- well, it,
2: it, and here, here's the one thing though is when Peter, Peter sees, goes to Tony. Oh. And he's like, you know, I say, I, I I don't know what happened. I, You know, I, you know, I turned into Ash and I, th- I think I died. And, and you're just like, just hugs him. And Nobody you're just like, oh my gosh. You and he's just like, so happy to see him. And, you know, then you just basically, you're, you're going into that
0: amazing fight scene. Just like, it was, it was one of the coolest scenes ever. Like it makes the matrix fight scene in the end look like shit. It makes the Return of the King and Two Towers fight scenes look like dog shit. And the, the, one of the coolest parts to me was, so we ended up getting several cool parts. The guard,
1: Guardians
0: obviously fighting side by side with the Avengers was cool. Doctor Strange and Tony Stark bantering back and forth was cool. Bucky coming back and him and Sam fucking shit up was cool and then of course once again shout out to Delilah Emanon the Marvel girls oh, listen I mean you're, 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 get, <laughs> ca- ca- your belly
2: hurting yeah, Okay, okay. No. Captain Marvel flying in
0: yes Captain Marvel showing up And just destroying shit. shit. Yeah. In The Dark Aster, like, it was nothing.
2: Yep. And then, you know, then, you know, Peter getting the crap kicked out of him. Yep. And and just, like, she She just looks at him, him and he's like, like, hi, I'm Peter Parker. Parker. Hi, Hi, Peter Parker. Parker. I think you have something for me. me? I don't know how you're going to get through there. We got her. And just all the Marvel girls come together to kind of, you know, do their thing, and... You know, it, it was really cool, and then can I she just make can I just she say The
0: wasp is sexy as fuck. Yeah, she's like you, well, wasp they, is. you know.
2: In, in the end, though, she doesn't make it to the to the portal to get rid of the, the gauntlet.
0: Nope.
2: Thanos gets the gauntlet, puts it on, which then proceeds the fight. And my, my next favorite scene, and I know it sounds asinine, is the moment where she's just bending his hand back, trying to pull the gauntlet off. And at that point, you're just like, Thanos is fucking smart. Like, there's the a moment where you're like, man, he, th- th- they might end this with him winning. Where he just looks, looks at the Power Stone, has his hand, fingers being bent back, sees the Power Stone, grabs it, and in one leg, grabs, zoom,
1: boom!
0: One of my, f- and in that fight between Captain Marvel Thanos, he headbutts her and she just looks at him. Looks at him. Like, like really? Like a headstringer but- headbutt. Like, like, did did you did bug. you really just fucking headbutt me, dude? Did did, did a bug just hit me, bite yeah. me? Like, and, and that's when like everyone in the audience was like, "Oh, I'm like, yep. I'm like, yeah, headbutt a bitch." And but then, then you know you get oh, get like I I I I I have to say, um, um, as we approach what I'm what what we're about to talk about, man, fuck.
2: This, uh, is the, the this, moment,
0: this is the the moment. The moment uh, where this is the moment. Tony in asked, podcast "I didn't want to do this shit but here we
2: go. We got to do it." Tony asked Doctor Strange, "There's one in one million chances, or whatever. You know what's the one?" And Doctor Strange tells him earlier on in the fight, "I can't tell you, or it won't happen." And at that moment, and it's right after, right after he drills Marvel, he looks at him. And he just holds, he doesn't say anything, he just holds up the finger of one. And at that moment, Tony knows he's always been the one. And this is my argument to your earlier statement. If Doctor Strange, that didn't happen, Tony and Doctor Strange would have never met, and there never would have been. Tony's one chance. And to me, this is his, his swan song and his moment of truth where he's been a hero but he's never been the hero. He's always tried to be the hero but he's still Tony Stark. This is the moment um, where Tony is that hero. And when he grabs that glove and Thano shoots him off and you're just like, Oh fuck and he pulls the glove up. Typical, Typical heel, heel fashion, fashion you know, you know. and it goes to goes- snap and goes, I am the inevitable and nothing happens and he's like, What the hell? And he looks and there's no stones. And there's Tony. And the whole place erupts because there's Tony. Shows him the glove and the stones come up his arms, crawl up his arms because of the cybernetics and lock to his hand. And the line kinda getting emotional just saying it. That moment, that line
0: I am Iron Man brings
2: you all the way back to Iron Man One. I am Iron Man. And then Snap. And slowly, everyone from Thanos' crew fades away. Thanos has that moment of clarity. Sits down. Turns into dust. And, like, the moment where I heard a whole theater of males crying. Not not sobbing, but sniffling like they have a cold. Was as Tony sits there. And Peter runs up to him, and that's what really starts to get you, because Peter's like, it's like his father figure, and all of a sudden you see Pepper's hand touch Peter on the side, and that's what that was the moment where I was like, no, why did you do that? And she, you know, kind of like that, that 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 mother, you know, like let me talk to your dad before he goes. Yeah, and like she moves him to the side. And he's standing there. Uh, I forget who's standing
0: there with him. It was Rhodey, and it was Rhodey, yes. Yep.
2: And Rhodey, Rhodey's right there, and you're just like Pepper. Holds him, and she just looks at him, and she's just like, "Tony, we'll be okay. Everything's okay." Yeah, and it's time for you to rest.
0: Yeah, and Tony, uh, Tony makes the ultimate sacrifice in order to ensure that, you know, everything is, everything is good. And, you know, you look at, you know, this, this vast legacy of films that has been pretty much started with Iron Man 1. You know, like it's hard to argue that Iron uh, didn't didn't change the course of of cinema history because you have to think up until that that point we didn't have um, you know we would have this vast Marvel cinematic universe. You know, we we barely had good comic book movies, and you know, with the exception of like Dark Knight. Well, not even Dark Knight, because Dark Knight came out the same year that uh, Iron Man did. But, yep. you know, you had, like, Batman Begins and, and maybe one or two others.
2: Yeah, the original the Batman, Batman movie. Is well, movie. yeah,
0: but, I mean, the first two. The original, the original four. four. Yeah, but you look at it, and it's like you didn't have this universe. And Tony Stark, you know, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr., really... uh really created it mm-hmm. and if iron man one had failed then you wouldn't had, have this you wouldn't have any of this and the thing that i i did not you know i i haven't done any podcasts and seeing this you know this is the first one so of course i have to have this thought in front of of my audience we're gonna uh, mm-hmm. We never, uh, we never got a public uh, funeral for Stanley. We never got a public funeral for. And we never got a public funeral for uh, Steve Dicko, who, yep. who are the three Marvel uh, gods, if you will the, uh, the writer and the artists, respectively. We never got that uh especially when Stan mm-hmm. passed away last year we we didn't get we didn't get that and so and Steve Dicko last year as well so yep. for us we we got that closure um this was a a public funeral for those men through the spectrum of a character that all of them had a hand in playing, uh, creating, I should say, and it was fitting that going into this next uh, saga that the Godfather himself would be gone, and the funeral they did in this movie, where they brought back the character of Harley, the little kid from Iron Man Three, where you had, you know, Peter and Aunt May. Um, Happy, uh, and, you know, Pepper, and Cap, and Barton. But, I and, mean, the, the, the part that really gets you in that moment, though, is
2: the hologram of Tony.
0: I, the, the, be, between the hologram of Tony, but more importantly than that, they do on Tony's lake house is where the yep. f- the funeral takes place. And they put the flowers, and the guardians are there, and the guardians are all wearing black. And you know, you have all of these characters because if you looked at the people that were there, I mean, you even had um Thunderbolt Ross was there at this thing. The what you noticed about that was or what I noticed as a fan was, you know, if it wasn't for Iron Man, we wouldn't have had a Thor movie. If it wasn't for Iron Man we had a Captain America movie, we wouldn't have had the Avengers. We <laughs> wouldn't have had the Guardians of the Galaxy, who no offense, who remembered the Guardians of the Galaxy? No, no one. I- I didn't even see it in theaters. Exactly, like I, I thought the Guardians was going to be their biggest mistake, and I'm fucking wrong. Yeah. You know, you Captain Marvel. Um, you had all of these these characters: Ant Man, the Wasp, all this shit. And then Nick Fury walks out. Um, T'Challa, you know the black, you know the first major black superhero. Nick Fury, who's you know the the end credit scene that started it all. I mean. All of this was because of this one character, so it only made sense that this one character got this signed up. And the thing that really got me was when Pepper puts this wreath in the lake and pushes it out, and it's got the original arc reactor that she gave Tony as a present from Iron Man 1 that said, um, proof that this arc has a heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was... As great a way to end Tony Stark's story and the hologram where he tells everyone that, you know, go have life. Live your life. You know, this is what I did. And, you know, that was awesome. And that leads directly into the last, like, five minutes of the movie.
2: Well, and then he looks right
0: at his dog. And says, I love you 3000. Yeah. And it's like, and then there's this cute scene between Happy and Morgan where Morgan's like, i want a cheeseburger. <laughs> Your daddy loves cheeseburgers. Your daddy loves cheeseburgers. I'll, I'll buy you all the cheeseburgers. And the, the funny world. part about it is, is that, you know, Tony, that Robert Downey Jr. got clean because he had a really bad Whopper. Like, there's that whole backstory yeah, yeah. behind why did they have Burger King? burgers in iron man one it's like well robert downey jr was really high one day and said these are fucking ter- terrible i'm quitting drugs and he yep. wasn't talking about the drugs he was talking about the fucking whopper that he was eating so yep. go, go fucking figure on that one but then that led to Captain America needing to go back in, in time and deliver the stones back to where they belong so that the time stream <laughs> where, happened. That's like, where, I, where I argue that time is not right. I, well, you can argue all you want, brother, but it also gave us the ending that I needed to see. Because there's, you know, you've got Bucky and Sam and the Hulk sending Cap back in time and they're waiting for him to come back.
2: And, and Buck, Bucky's like, Sam,
0: look. And you just see this old man sitting on a bench at the lake.
2: Wearing the exact same outfit that he wore
0: on the comic book. Exactly. And, and,
2: and on a bench.
0: On a bench. And then all of a sudden you realize, like, Steve Rogers is old as fuck. What is going on here? And there is the passing of the torch, which... If fans of the movie were like, what the fuck, clearly you never read a comic book. Because yeah. Captain America, because Sam became Captain. And so does Bucky. So does Bucky. But Sam became Captain America. And so did, my, actually,
2: my so only did argument the Punisher. Sam, Sam
0: the Punisher became Captain America.
2: Yeah, but Sam can't can't catch, I, I'm still trying to figure out, Sam originally can't catch the the shield. And that's why Bucky eats a mantle. So I want to know if they're going to really utilize that. In the T V show because I had heard rumors that both of them are trying to take up the mantle as Captain America.
0: Well, I mean, if that's the case then we need to call fucking you know, our our boy from fucking Netflix over and give him the fucking shield then. Yeah. So Um but but my, my issue
2: but my my issue my issue is as what I was saying earlier, the words are true. Nevertheless. nevertheless Gamora, Gamora should, should not exist in that that, realm, that, that, that time, time I line. didn't see her that's the thing but but but, but she, she never disappears. disappears she never we never and see Nebula her. knows she's still alive well, so we,
0: we also didn't see her on the ship no and she was not on the ship what Nebula's, Nebula's on the ship Neb- our Nebula is on the ship but Gamora okay. is not on the ship not, and she's not at the she, funeral no but she, he knows and she
2: knows. Bill knows she's alive, and so does Nebula. Well, she that's why him, she needs him in the balls. It.
0: Okay, it's not that she's alive. She needs him in the balls. Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, let's be honest. But, but the reality, the reality <sighs> is now she exists in that that timing, and by Cap staying in the timeline, he, he fucked shit up. Well, which but is, it, it, I, I feel that he messes it up in a way that provides a good explanation to Disney procuring Fox.
0: Well, which which we will get to in a minute. Can we just finish the movie?
1: Yes.
0: Okay. They have a beautiful scene together. He says goodbye, essentially. And then Sam, there's a wedding ring on his finger and he goes, Do you mm-hmm. want to talk to me about that? He goes, no. No. I don't think I'm going to tell you. And then they... Go to a flashback, which was
2: the, the, the payoff. And also mentioned that he tells Sam, he, he took, took Tony's, Tony's advice. Again, back, back to me, he is, is my best friend, friend yep. and
0: he's, he's right, right, but I'm never going right to tell him he's, he's right. It's right. like, I, he'll, he'll never tell me ever. I'm right. And I got a life. And I, I got, got a life. life. And Peggy Carter and Steve Rogers end up together, which is what I think fans wanted to see since Haley Atwell and Chris Evans were on screen together because they had so much good chemistry. If we didn't see them, they were all fucking. So the cool part about it was that's how the movie ended. There was no, there was no scene. Nope. There, didn't, there didn't need to be an after credit scene. Well, I mean, there's an after credit sound. There's an after credit sound of Iron Man working on his arc reactor. Which, which
2: to, to me, is a pain mm-hmm. to
0: Without, like you said earlier, without
2: Iron Man... This did not does
0: not happen. No, now there's a lot of speculation because because tip to be honest, this is not the last movie in the Infinity no. Saga. The last movie, Spider-Man. is Spider Man Far From Home. After Spider Man: Far From Home, we begin whatever this next saga is going to be. Now, they've already. And you don't talk- even
2: get it with Black, Black Widow because Black, Black Widow, tentatively Widow- speaking,
0: is supposed, supposed to be a prequel. prequel. It's supposed to be a prequel, which means it could be uh, her training to become or we don't know because this is the big unknown. Kang. Kang the Conqueror. Yep. Now, for those people who aren't like super comic, let me enlighten you a little bit. Kang the Conqueror is obsessed with making sure that the timeline stays true. Correct. He is a exactly what his name is he's a time conqueror if you Correct. if you fuck up online he his it's it's the swinging of a pendulum this pendulum I, swings one way he puts and I,
2: I honestly i didn't even think about that
0: because how everyone wants scrolls 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 and they want scrolls they want men they want galactus they want secret wars what they, they want infinity they want they want, uh, they want venom Division, they want carnage they, they want they want, like, they want your mom fucking bent over the kitchen sink they want all this shit. Fucking Marvel fans don't know what the fuck they want. Kind of like wrestling fans. Vince knows yeah. what you more than you do.
2: But Fucking my my issue, my issue, now this this is where you go in with the, the calm. Um, I believe um that Cap, because he stayed, that is not the timeline he should be in. Because now two Captain Ameras- Americas exist. Yep. Technically speaking, in. In that timeline. Yep. Because he stayed. Yep. And if he exists now in that timeline as old Captain America, what happened to the Frozen one?
0: Exactly. So. Did
2: did he go kill Frozen Cap? Because Frozen Cap still exists in mm -hmm. that timeline he stayed in.
0: Exactly. Unless he
2: went as far back to stop himself from being frozen. But at that same time then, how come Bucky didn't age rapidly all of a sudden? Exactly. So everyone keeps arguing with me that he didn't mess up the timeline but he created multiverses
0: exactly which and is that where is you're what going is gonna, to get the Fantastic I, I Four and the X-Men from
2: something is going to happen and it's going to lead into because the big push is for that X-Men uh, and X-Men Avengers movie Yep. and I will say I don't believe Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. will reprise the roles that film if that film does come to fruition
0: I do I will I argue do, you only, on this the, the only reason I think they will is if it happens within the next five years. Which is what I'm saying because they say they don't see the X-Men showing up until 2025.
2: 2025, but they're not telling you if it's an only movie.
0: Well, so they're not because I, they don't
2: need to. No, they don't, no, they don't need it need their, their own movie. movie. They're, they're good. good. Just cast yeah. the, the X-Men and let it roll. roll. Honestly, Honestly all I, I need is a Spider-Man, Spider-Man movie, movie and there's, there's Wolverine. Give me Wolverine, Spider Man, and that's where it starts.
0: And of course, but we have Deadpool.
2: And Deadpool, yep. I want to see. I want to see. You still got Deadpool that's coming out, which I think is going to end up getting incorporated into Phase Four. Yep. Because they've already said the plan is to start filming it this year. Correct.
0: Uh, I think they said September.
2: Yeah. So this, it's already written, and it can make minor changes to now become part of Phase Four.
0: Well, to me, um, if if I were to be a betting man, I would say that Kang is going to be the new Thanos because Galactus isn't a huge villain. Like I know no, that I know he, that sounds. He's Fantastic Four. He's Fantastic Four. You know, they've already talked about there's going to be a Silver Surfer movie, an origin story so that we get the build up. There's talks that the Baxter building is the end scene credits of fucking Far Far yep. From Home. There's all sorts of talk. Until it actually happens, we don't know. I would like to speculate Kang the Con- Conqueror is the likely villain because then you could have Robert Down- Downey Jr., uh Chris Evans and Hugh Jackman show up in a movie together and everyone would be like oh, oh what happened can exactly. fixed the time lock but you know I think that Avengers Endgame was everything that we'd needing to be and more. And as far as I'm concerned probably the greatest movie I've ever seen. Hands down. You know, with the yeah. exception with the exception of Debbie Does Dallas, because that was just a perfect movie. I mean, it was shot really well. Blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. So, before we wrap this up, um, your thoughts going forward, man? I believe I I, I didn't think, think about King
2: Conquer. So I, I, I I'm on board with you with that. that. Um, and, and I, I like, like I, I said, was, I feel like that, that ending allows them to bridge that gap, that gap. Um, and, and allow those characters, characters to now. I, I think, think when they made the movie, I feel like they when they made the movie, they made the movie with the intention of no matter what, what happens with this person, get Fox or not, there's a way we can alter this. Regardless, even if we don't get the X you know, we don't get the rights to Fox. Because there's there's different ways that can I mean, you could still put Kang the Conqueror in and not characters. But the goal the end game, pun intended was for Disney to own Fox. Yeah. So that was the end game. So you created this movie end game, which for all intended purposes is the true end game. The game's done. We now have everything that's ours under one umbrella and can use all these characters and we can create a movie that now can introduce all these characters at some point in the next 10 years. Again, if they wait for an Avengers X-Men movie, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be pushing, what, 60?
0: Uh, Close to it, yeah. Chris Evans
2: will be pushing about 50. Uh, Hemingworth could be push of what mid 40s mid 40s Yep. Yeah. so i mean but and and this is what my argument has always been and i've said it numerous times on different podcasts marvel does things well but it takes so long to get to point b which right now if your plan is to bring back those people in those roles You are on very, uh, for a specific, even if it's just a one-off movie, like the X-Men versus Avengers. And let's just say it's a one-off movie or they want to make a trilogy out of it. You are on very, very, very borrowed time to make that movie happen. It, It needs to happen, like I just said, within the next five years. Or you're not, you're going to have to recast. And you don't, maybe you don't have to recast Chris Evans, but you have to recast Tony Stark. Because I'm not sold on X-Men vs. Avengers without Tony Stark, Captain America, and Thor. I'm not. There's nothing you can give me. You can give me T'Challa, Peter Parker, Ben Riley, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel. You could give me Doctor Strange. You can give me the whole kit and caboodle. You can be Ronin or Hawkeye, whichever one you want. I'm not sold on it, no matter how big of a Hawkeye fan I really am. I'm not sold on it, or Spider-Man fan I am. Uh, You can put that one, and I'm not sold on it unless the big three are in it.
0: Yeah, and that's... It's
2: it's very hard for me to be sold on an Avengers movie that could potentially not have all three of them in it. Going back to what we discussed earlier, the three of them weren't here. Individually, individually, they, they lost to Thanos. To the Thanos. The Avengers don't work for me as a comic, comic book fan, and it was proven in the, the comic books without the original three.
0: three. Which you know, both of us are in agreement. Need the original lineup in order to make this movie work. Now, do it's like the four, four horsemen, horsemen without Rick Flair. Exactly, it's, it's one like of those. You, were... you, can,
2: you could, you could, sub out anyone, even, even with Anderson, Anderson still, Arne Anderson was still some round. You could sub out two, three, you know, even when Anderson, it, it became, you know, Flair, Malenko, Benoit, you still had Anderson. Like Anderson and Flair without Anderson, you don't have the horsemen. No, you, you didn't need, um, as much as I hate to say it, you didn't need Oli. you didn't need um tully tully you didn't need benoit malenko sid vicious lex (laughs) the list of other Other horsemen paul roma mongo like Like, the list list of subpar subpar horsemen horsemen? i mean now granted there there are other wrestlers in in there that that are great great. you know the benois the malencos the pillmans you know stings you know know, there there, there there were great wrestlers that were part of that group. group They didn't need that group to be successful, but Benoit and Malenko really got put on a pinnacle more because they were part of this. Even Pellman got brought up to that like that next level. But if it was you walked out and you were like, "Oh, it's kind of like," I'll give prime example: TNA went and did it, and they created Fortune. That walked out holding up the four fingers for Fortune. But you had only Flair. Doesn't work with just Flair with that particular group. There was, like, I I love AJ Styles. Like, AJ was the top guy for that group. But then you had Bobby Roode, James Storm, who were the tag team. And then I forget who the four but it worked because they were trying to be the Horseman. Where you, you look at the WWE's version of the Horseman, which is Evolution. Which was a playoff the Horseman because the Horsemen evolved for evolving grou- a, a, a group that evolved. You always had the young guy. But you look, you had Triple H, who is the caliber of an Arnie Anderson. Evolution doesn't exist without Triple H. It can exist without Ric Flair. It can exist without Batista. But Triple H and Randy Orton, to me, are the, the, the sandwich portion. Orton was the young guy. Triple H's the guy. And then you had the old guy and Flair and Batista, who were kind of like that meat in between. Evolution doesn't exist without Triple H. The Horseman does not exist with Arn and, 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 and Rick. Rick. So to so me, you can't, can't have, have the Avengers without, without
0: Tony, Steve, Thor. Thor. Like, like as a, a, comic a comic fan, fan. fan. Yeah.
2: The, the original, original three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So going forward, I
2: think, I think the boy, boy the boy, boy takes tech. the attack.
1: Well, I, think, I, 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 I I have this, this feeling. feeling uh, uh, two two feelings. feelings. I feel. I feel at the end of Far From
2: Home, wouldn't it be ironic there is an after credit scene to kind of lead into phase four and it's Tony's voice and he puts on, he reaches into the closet and he pulls out the tech because you clearly don't, it doesn't look by trailers you're getting the tech in Far From Home. Yeah. So, let's just say he pulls out the tech costume, puts it on, you know, suits up kind of as that all right, I'm past the grieving period. It's time, you know. I'm gonna go out and I just want to take it for a ride, you know. And I just gotta, and, and you know, be me and, and and do what Tony said to do. And all of a sudden, he hits something like just lands in that Spider-Man pose. And all of a sudden, something kicks on, and uh, it's Friday. Freddy now, right?
0: Uh, Harley, yeah. Harley. Friday is the
2: one that's running the program. but Harley is the kid. It, no, no. Well, no, no. Uh, Friday. Friday starts talking in the helmet. And all of a sudden it says like sequence initiated and all of a sudden you hear, hey, what's up? And it just ends with Peter going, Mr. Stark. Boom. You're like, what? And that gives you that moment of Tony may not really be dead. Tony's AI is now still alive, which happens in the comic, which I'm kind of like. Everyone's so keen on. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Um, said he doesn't want to play Iron Man anymore. Doesn't want to play Iron Man. Doesn't want to play. Ar- he said he does not want to do an Iron Man movie. Yeah, he has openly said he is not against doing cameos, and not he doesn't want to do his own movie. He's just he's not. He doesn't want to. There's no need for it. He did the three movies. There is a universe for Tony Stark and Iron Man, and it's just in the Avengers movies so. now. I don't need another Iron Man movie I don't want another Iron Man movie because I wasn't happy no offense like Iron Man 2 is good Iron Man 3 to be too politically correct
0: like no no, that's that's extremely accurate when they made the Mandarin uh, a British white guy yeah not a Chinese Asian
2: like Like,
1: yeah guy with long hair
2: you couldn't even you couldn't even given me someone and, and, and did what they did in the, the cartoon sh- Iron Man show and made him more of an alien I, I would have been sold on that because the alien still looked Asian he had green skin he had the cool rings like you couldn't even give me the power rings no like I think that's when I didn't even get the power rings with the Mandarin and all I got was Batman Begins Fucking Ra's al Ghul in a Marvel movie, and when everyone sits there and goes, "You know, Marvel's innovators." No, no, they're not. They copied Batman Begins. It's the same goddamn. There was no creative thinking behind that from any of those writers. They did the exact same thing. Raza Ghul, an Asian guy, was pret- pretending to be the real Raza Ghul. Oh, wait a second. It's a British white actor all of a Holy shit. Wait, let's fast forward to fucking Iron Man 3. We pretend he's a terrorist. That's a, I don't even think was Asian. I believe was, was supposed to be uh,
0: Muslim. Uh, yeah. He was supposed to be um Afghani because yeah. it was going and with then, that whole theme. And then all of a
2: sudden turns out to be, <gasps> oh shit. A British white actor. You did the same damn movie. There was nothing creative about Iron Man 3. So I don't blame Robert Downey Jr. for saying, I don't want to do an Iron Man 4. There's no reason to. Yeah. You told the story. And you did. You done. Because you fucked it up on the third go-around. Like, number two was okay. Whip, like, I'll be honest with you. You would have sold me. You had me hook, line, and sinker for Freaking, whatchamacallit, not playing Whiplash, but playing fucking Mandarin. Like, I would have been okay with, uh, who played Whiplash there? Um, Um, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. You had me sold on Mickey Rourke. When I first saw Mickey Rourke, I was like, holy crap, he's playing Mandarin? Okay, I'm in. I'm in. Like, and and they, because I remember the trailers were him leading up and then showing his hands and he had the gloves on. And I'm like, oh, my God, sh- there's the power rings. And then all of a sudden I get the stupid whips. And I'm like, what? Who? What? And I'm looking it up. I'm like, he's playing whip black. Come on. Why? He looks just like the Mandarin right now. And he's a white guy. I would have been sold with that because he's so tan. Because he's Mickey Rourke. And an amazing actor. He had me hook, line, and sinker. You could have made him Mandarin, and I would have just bought it because it was Mickey Rourke, and he looked great, and he had long hair. Instead, I got a similar British actor that looked like the guy who played fucking Razal Ghul. Now, granted, Razal Ghul's guy totally Asian in the in, in the comics. I you mean, still I still question if he's supposed to be Asian or if he's supposed to be a white guy. But, but that's whether here or there. They did the same story. There wasn't a bone in that movie. They, they took, took something, something that was already done, done and just kind of re- did it. Yeah. And
1: their
2: and their vision. It was lazy writing. And, and didn't Iron Man 3 actually come off out of the Writers Guild? Like, after that strike?
0: I think, if I'm not mistaken, it did This it was real close to it.
2: That's, that's what I thought. I thought yeah. it came out shortly after, after yeah. that strike. It was just lazy writing, to me. It was a lazy movie. I... It, and for people that criticize Daredevil, I can criticize Iron Man 3 non-stop. It's like to add the, the Marvel Cinematic, Cinematic Universe is one of the worst movies. And I, again, I am not a fan of Civil War. People yell at me, how can you not like that movie? Because it was a, a cop-out. It was a cop-out to try and make a trilogy for, for another Avengers movie. But we're going to call it Captain America. When it had nothing to do with Captain, just Captain America. Like, if you just gave me Tony and Cap, that's it. And maybe, Sam, I'm okay with it. But you gave me the fucking Avengers. So why Avengers what it it really is and call it
0: Avengers Civil War? Yeah.
2: That's just lazy. Like, that's just, we were trying to make a trilogy here. No. Sorry. You you made five fucking Avengers movies. Let's just be honest, Disney. Let's just
0: call spade a spade at that point. And on that note, after Evan beat the shit out of the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, listen. With this is this is how we always end. It's I know. always there's it, always that negative factor. Yeah, Evan, oh, Evan, fact. every negativity, and I bring it up by saying that you can follow Films of Fury wherever you get your fine ass podcast, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Sergeant Fury, and you can find this podcast represented on Facebook at F Podcast. Evan, where can the people find you? They, they can, can find me on Twitter, Twitter Evan
2: at EvanMcLeod1. They, they can find, find me on, on Instagram, Instagram EvanMcLeod99. Follow all my wonderful workout days. days. Uh, I actually have two swollen shins right now. I missed up last night.
0: Ooh, yeah.
2: yeah not, I would rather jump on the mats that I watch the box jumps versus the one where I normally, as, as you've seen on my Instagram at Planet Fitness, that's a, a platform with... Rails and it's a mind over matter thing, folks. Like your body it's, it's didn't mind that your brain thing. didn't like, matter. Yeah, like I have done it on level five before, and uh, I've gotten up there. And literally, I my little circle walk went and stepped in, went and jumped, and realized while I was in the air that my feet either the ankles were hitting the bar and. Normally I could catch myself if I know I'm not, if I'm going to cheese it and I'm not going to I had my arms straight out reaching for the pole that's in front of me to kind of catch myself. So I don't fall backwards. And needless to say, I bashed both my shins on the bar and have to ice them pretty well. The one shin is pretty swollen, but I thought for a second I may have broken both my shins. Um, and I did the, the the casual, oh my God, walk. So, but outside of that, and it's been on Weight Watchers. I am on Connect and I have a very good
0: following. There we of, go. Of the female, of the female kind. Of the female kind. And that <laughs> wraps it up for another Films of Fury, ladies and gentlemen. Thank That's you for right tuning up. in, and thank they. you for enjoying our Avengers, Avengers. Panion podcast, Avengers, Avengers Assemble. And on that note. Films of Fury, out. Out!